Um, and it is uh, coming from um, 1 Kings. If you've got your Bibles, turn with me. If you've got your apps on your phones, turn, flip in your phones. You know, people don't hardly carry the uh, uh, tangible Bible. They put it on their phones. Well, so be it. As long as you use it. Amen. I see it back there. Just don't be texting. Don't be calling. Don't. But you know what? I got it on my phone. That's fine. I, I'm into technology. Get them out. Mark it up. First Kings chapter 18. I love this story. You know this story about Elijah. Elijah's going to say, my daddy's bigger than your daddy. And we're going to see. You remember the story? Let's just go ahead and read it again. First Kings chapter 18. We've been calling this series Entering In. We are a worshiping church ever since I've been here. And I've been here 14 years. That's been the, really the thrust of this church is worship. And um, uh, spirit-filled worship. And I've titled this Entering In. First uh, Kings chapter 18, verse 20. Follow along with me here. So Ahab sent a message among all the sons of Israel and brought the prophets together at Mount Carmel. And Elijah came near to all the people and said, How long will you hesitate between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal, follow him. But the people did not answer him a word. Do you see what's happening? Serve somebody. Quit playing games. Serve the Lord or don't. But serve somebody. If the Lord is God. Verse 22. Then Elijah said to the people, I alone am left a prophet of the Lord, but Baal's prophets are 450 men. Verse 23, let them give us two oxen, let them choose an ox for themselves and cut it up in the place and cut it up and place it on the wood, but no fire under it. And I will prepare the other ox and lay the wood and I will prepare a fire under it. Verse 24, then you will call on the name of your God and I will call on the name of the Lord and the God who answers by fire he is God. And all the people answered and said, it's a good idea. Let's do that. Verse 25. So Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, choose one ox for yourself and prepare it. Uh, for you are many and call on the name of the Lord your God, but put no fire under it. Verse 26. Then they took the ox which was given to them and prepared it and called on the name of Baal from morning until noon saying, O Baal, answer us. But there was no voice, no one answered. And they leaped about the altar which they made. Now I'm going to skip a very key part which I'll just briefly uh, paraphrase. Um, did I get behind? Sorry, you guys back in the back, just pay attention and stay up with me if I get behind. Sometimes my clicker doesn't work. Sometimes my thumb doesn't work. So verse 36. Then it came about the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near, this is verse 36, and said, O Lord, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, today let it be known that thou art Israel, that thou art God in Israel, and that, thou, that I am thy servant, and that I have done all these things at thy word. At thy word. Are we on the wrong scripture again? Did I get ahead? All right, sorry. Hey, guys, I'm going to put it down. Y'all follow me, okay? How about that? I love this. I want you to know Elijah knows how to call on, the, on God. He's calling on him according to his word. Now we've talked about this and we've talked about how to pray and learning to pray according to his will, a praying to, according to his word. You pray according to your will, nothing's going to happen. You can cry, you can shout, you can run, you can see how these guys are cutting themselves and doing all kinds of stupid stuff. Looking for Baal. 
But Elijah calls on the name of the Lord the way the Lord desires to be called on, according to his word. Amen? Verse 37. Answer me, O Lord, answer me, that this people may know that thou, O Lord, art God, and that thou hast turned their heart back again. Verse 38. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt offering and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water. I've already talked about that two weeks ago. That was in the trench. We'll go back to it. And when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and said, The Lord, he is God, the Lord, he is God. What is that? That is worship. That is worship. I don't know if you know it, but while we were singing, that's what you were doing. I will worship you, Lord, only you, Lord, and I will bow down before you, only you, Lord. What are you saying? Do you even know what you're saying? You are my God. I will worship you and you alone. Now, I don't know if you walk that out, but you're saying it out of your mouth. Here they are. They stand before God. They stand before the miracle. They stand before the prophet who's just called on the Lord. And they turn. They turn to God and say, I will worship you. The Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. Verse 40, then Elijah said to them, seize the prophets of Baal, do not let one of them escape. So they seized them. And Elijah brought them to the brook at Kishon and slew them there. Elijah wasn't done. He was going to clean house. Amen. Three things about this story. This is, this is review again. I don't know that I'm even going to get caught up tonight, but uh, let's keep going. Worship was the issue. What did Elijah say to the people of Israel? Serve somebody. It's time that we let God show us who he is. It's time for the church to see the Lord move. It's time for us to call on the Lord and see him move and our city turn. It's part of what we're trying to do here on what the world wants to call Satan's day. It's not Satan's day. Satan doesn't have a day. He has not been given a day. It's the Lord's day. And I am looking for God to show himself strong and deliver some of these kids from the hurt that they're living in. On Satan's day. It's God's day. The Lord's coming. We're going to worship him. He's going to come. And kids are going to turn. They're going to see God and say, The Lord, he is God. When we come into this place and we start to worship, I want you to know the outcome of worship is a turn. Worship is the issue. The reason people came to the mountain was to say, who are we going to worship? But number two, Elijah's worship invited God's power. I want you to know in Elijah calling on the Lord and saying who he is, I believe that's a form of worship. Do you know that when we cry out to God, we are aligning ourselves with him? Not with him, under him. We're positioning ourselves in a place of need, in a place of of falling short. We are in need of you, God. Elijah said, answer me. Do you know that God wants to answer you? God is a God who answers. He's not a God who ignores. He's a God who responds. 
And then finally here, just to observe, number three, when God moved, the people responded with worship. The people responded with worship. And actually, they went from serving other gods and they turned to God. Do you remember what turning? Turning is repentance. That's the definition of repentance. It's going in a direction and choosing to say, no more, I'm coming back to you. And then walking it out. Four words we started looking at last time. We looked at the first one for understanding worship. Number one, do you remember, was relationship. Now, I want to see if you can remember. I believe that a key to worship is relationship. You know, one thing I want you to know about Elijah, when he showed up at Mount Carmel, he was not showing up spiritually cold. He was not someone that has been a heathen all his life and just happens to walk in the church and call on God and fire come down. Nope, he has been walking with the Lord a long time. He has been learning, he has been studying, he has been understanding and experiencing God in an absolute powerful way. So that when he showed up, he was at a certain level. He was not unprepared. He was a man who was daily learning how to be close and intimate with God and to walk with him. And, you know, so many times when we see the story of Elijah and we see all the miracles that he, that he, that he did, we want to think he was some type of superman. He wasn't. Scripture tells us in the New Testament that he was a man just like us. That's it's amazing, isn't it? A man just like us. But even though he made these bold statements and he came and asked for fire to fall, it was not something that all of a sudden he just opened the sanctuary door and operated at that high level. He operated because of a relationship. A child that just gets to know its parents that's been removed for so long doesn't know how to get the fullness of what those parents offer. They're separated. They're having to learn. They're having to learn each other. Doesn't realize that the father wants to give him everything. So many times we fall short because we don't know that God wants to do it in our life. And worship is a way to come closer. Moses also did a marvelous job about teaching about the intimacy of God. But the, one thing about our circles when it comes to intimacy and worship, and do you remember I said this last week, and I'm telling you, this is a hot topic. Um, Matt Redman, who wrote the book, um, who wrote the song Heart of Worship and wrote the song, um, wrote so many songs that we sing, um, Undignified, man, uh, Lord let your glory fall, blessed be, the na- blessed be the name of the Lord, wrote all these songs, has written an article now about how men are removed from the church. And I t- told you how this word intimacy just is, a, is a, a bad word to a man when it comes to God. 
maybe I'll use a different word, but you know, it, it's, it's learning to grow in relationship as, as men, you know, I can have relationships with other men. I can have relationship with my wife. They're different, but I can have relationship with God. And you know what? My relationship with God is not to be exactly the same as my relationship to my wife. And when we see the word intimacy, we want to think certain things. I believe that is an attack of Satan trying to remove the men from the church. You know, I'm even sitting here and I've got, I I would like to venture to think that I, I think Satan is at work to try to get the men. He's been trying to get the men and I think he's winning because if you do the stats on the men in the church, they're not there. We're, we're, we're a few, few and far between. And I'm sitting there worshiping and I got my hand in there thinking, well, I wonder what a man would think with my hand in there. And all of a sudden, I'm thinking about it. Well, get over it. This is where my hand deserves to be. David danced before the Lord and before the entire nation as king, dressed inappropriately, had his wife reject him, but God blessed him. So I want to encourage you men, man up. Man up. It is good to love the Lord. And I'm not talking about being weird. I'm not weird per se. I mean, I guess we're all weird. Weird's a relative term. I'm created by God in the image of God. Perfectly and beautifully, whatever wonderfully made. Just the way God wanted me. You, just the way God wanted you. He made you just the way he wanted you. And I can love that. And I love the Lord with all my heart. But I love my wife. And I love my wife in a different way than I love the Lord. You can't compare it. How do you compare how you love one child and the other? You can't. How can you compare the love? How can you compare your love? I can't do it. People say when you had your second child, how did you deal with it? I don't know. Somehow God created a place in my heart to love them just as much as I love the other one. I don't know how he does it. And I can love the Lord just as much as I love my wife, in, even more in certain ways. But I love my wife in, in, even more in certain ways. And I'm not trying to get weird on you here. But somebody love the Lord. And don't be afraid of it. And help teach men to not go sissified or think you're going to become a sissy if you become a Christian. That's the stupidest thing I ever heard. The people walking with Jesus the day that he was, was uh, taken chopped somebody's ear off. That's a man. Jesus hung with men. I guarantee you they cussed like sailors. Didn't do everything right. Now they straightened themselves up. But Jesus went for those stinky men. They were men. But Jesus asked one of them men, do you love me? Yes, I love you. I don't know how we do it. I don't know how we get past this. I don't know why I'm on this. On this. I believe because the men are, are, are sitting here because they're afraid of becoming in love with Jesus. <laughs> what do we do? We need the Lord. And you know what we need? We need to, we need to have a time out here where we say we're going to call on God. He's going to show up and watch the men turn back to him. 
And I want to encourage you, get out here and call on the Lord in, in some men's face. Not in their face. I just mean when you've got a man that's hurting, call on the Lord. Let them see you're a man. And you're a man that's not afraid to call on somebody that we need to help us. And he's the only one that can help. And Satan's getting in here and trying to mess this all up. Sitting here having to deal with gay marriage and all other kinds of nasty stuff. And then we got men that won't come to church. Makes me want to say, say bad things. Makes me want to be a man. <laughs> Makes me want to spit and kick something and shout. And... Huh? Good Lord. Glad that, what, that won't be on the tape. You know what? Loving the Lord is a, is, a, is a calling for men. It's a calling for women. It's a calling for families. And we can see that every time the children of Israel turned, God moved. And I want to encourage you. I'm just going to stop here. We've got four different, I didn't even get as far as I got last time with the same stuff. This is all review. That's what we're after. Absolute intimacy. Absolute intimacy. Unfortunately, a woman will get that quicker than a man will. But that's the target for a man. Complete reliance upon the Lord. Complete trust that when we call on him, he answers. Complete trust that when our family's in trouble, he will rescue us. Complete trust that when we make the right decision, even though it seems wrong, the Lord will bless it. Complete trust that the Lord is for me and will exalt me if I will come under him. I didn't mean for this to be this, but in this relationship, it's a call for men, it's a call for women, it's a call for us to be who we're called to be. And the Christian walk is not to sissify a man, it's to make him a real man. And I ain't no sissy. Elizabeth hates it when I use the word ain't. Well, I ain't no sissy. Absolutely. We need to be raising men, not sissies. Because Satan, Satan is real and he's coming after the men. And the men need to stand up. And let me tell you, you can't stand up without the Lord. Will you all stand up with me? Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your spirit. I can feel your spirit in this place. Lord, I just ask, Lord, as, your, as this pastor of this church, Lord, as, as the man that you've called here, Lord, to help give me wisdom and give my leadership wisdom and give this core right here wisdom in how to reach men in how to reach families, in how to reach kids. I just right now plead the blood of Jesus over us, Lord, and ask you for wisdom. Your word says in James chapter 1 that if we will ask for wisdom, you will give it. And that we should expect to receive when we ask. Well, Lord, I expect answers. As Elijah stood before you and called, he expected an answer. 
And Lord, you answered. Lord, I pray for the men that are hearing this tonight would get answers of how to be men, how to be godly men, and how when they see the, the giant in their land standing up, there is no hesitation. We go get a rock. We're going to go find a rock. And we're going to throw something at that thing. And he's going down. I thank you that the attack coming after our families is about to have its head cut off. I thank you, Lord, that, that Satan, what the world calls Satan's day, that the Lord is about to have a tremendous victory over our city, over kids that are bound up by witchcraft, kids that are bound up by lies, kids that are bound up by drugs, kids that are bound up by abusive situations, kids that are bound up by having sex too early. Lord, I thank you that deliverance is coming. And we just speak right now for your fire to fall. Let it fall right here, right now, Lord, over our city, over our church, Lord, over, our, over Halloween night, over our harvest festival, over our youth, over our children over our schools, over Tennessee Tech. Let your fire fall in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that we can call on you and that if we will expect, if we will have just the faith of a mustard seed, you will move mountains. Well, I believe in you, Lord, and we're coming after you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said? Amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a great week. Have a victorious week.